0: Next it's uh, my pleasure to introduce uh, Mark Ritchie. Mark is going to come speak to us this evening. Um, our paths have crossed over a number of different years and Mark is somebody who I guess travels the whole of the UK, travels so much actually. Your wife's very good isn't she? Just uh, yeah. How many kids have you got again? too yeah just looking after the kids on our own yeah so uh, Mark, Mark travels the country really creatively and sharing about the Christmas well not just the Christmas story but the Christian story and engaging ways in creative ways uh, and it really is our pleasure just to have him with us tonight so shall we welcome Mark up thank you wow it's brilliant.
1: So just in the intro there, he's making me sound like a really bad father, isn't he? Just like, how many kids have you got? Why are you never home? Really wow. Hey, my name's Mark and I am Scottish. Is there anyone else Scottish in the room? Oh, wow. Great. Are you Scottish or are you a dog? Because you did bark. It's good though. I like it. Um, I, was a, I was in Canada and I was speaking and somebody shouted out from the crowd, Are you the guy that does the voice for Shrek? And I was just about to deal with that when someone from the other side shouted, No, he's the guy that looks like Shrek. And that is too harsh. You should be ashamed of yourself for laughing at that. People are like, actually, in that light, you do look a bit like him. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. Um, I love God. I'm a massive fan of God. And also, I love football. I'm a big football fan. And uh, sometimes those two things can cause a bit of friction. I was um, invited to this game. My friend is a minister of a church called Derek. And he's a massive Bolton Wanderers fan. And when Bolton were in the premiership, he got me tickets for Bolton against Chelsea. And when we got there, I realized as I sat there, there was a fence. And on the other side of the fence was all the Chelsea fans. And right here, I've got my friend Derek, who's a massive Bolton fan. And in the first half, Bolton scored. And when they scored, Derek went absolutely crazy. He got up. He was going wild. But with three minutes of the game to go, Chelsea equalized. And when Chelsea equalized, all the Chelsea fans got up. They were going nuts. They were going crazy. And they all ran to the fence. And they were shouting through the fence. And I think they were shouting, may your mother Be blessed. Yeah? I think it was that. Yeah? I'm not sure. It was something about mothers, and they were uh, shut. Lovely. And uh, they were, like, all going crazy. And my friend Derek, he was like, I could see he was agitated. And I was like, Derek, remember, you're a minister. You love God. Don't say anything. Don't do anything stupid. And so with the last kick of the game, Chelsea scored the winner. It's Bolton 1, Chelsea 2. The Chelsea fans are up dancing, going crazy. And my friend Derek gets up. And starts running towards the Chelsea fans. I'm thinking, what am I going to do? If I stay here, it's going to be safe. But if I go with him... That's going to be funny, yeah? And so I thought, I'm going to go with him because I think that's going to be funny. And so I'm saying to him, Derek, remember you're a father, you're a husband, you're a minister. Do not do anything stupid. But he was so angry. I'm like, don't say anything you're going to regret. And then he he just got up against the fence and he just screamed at these Chelsea fans. And he just went, ah, I hope... I hope you get stuck in traffic. (laughs) And I thought, wow, what a great chant that is. I hope you get stuck in traffic. I don't want anything bad to happen to you. Just mild inconvenience. You know what I'm saying? It's brilliant. I love it. I love it. I'm I'm really excited for Christmas. I'm really excited about it. And I was chatting to my friend and he told me about his granddad. I really like this. His granddad decided that um, he didn't know what the the grandkids wanted for Christmas. He couldn't work out what presents they wanted. So he decided last year that what he would do is he would just give them money. So he got four Christmas cards and he got four fifty quid notes and he thought, I know what I'm going to do. So he got all the cards written up and he sent them to his four grandkids and he thought, I'd be amazing. And then over Christmas it was a little bit frosty and he didn't really know what, what why everyone's been a little bit off with him. And then a few days into January, he went into his study and he lifted up a newspaper, and underneath the newspaper were these four 50 pound notes. What he'd done is he'd sent his grandkids Christmas cards without any money in them. And all it said is Merry Christmas from Grandpa P. S. Buy your own presents. And I'm like, wow, that is awesome. You imagine those kids just opening that up. Granddad, you absolute. I love that. P.S. Buy your own presents. You piece of. Oh, I like that. I really like it. It's like really, really cool. And as I'm like traveling around, I love asking people about Christmas. And I was in Dublin a couple of years ago. And this guy was like, oh, Christmas has changed. He goes, oh, my little son. He goes, he was in the nativity play this year. And I says, oh, that's cool. He was in the nativity play. And he says, oh, yeah. He says, but it's all different now. He says, everybody's got to have a part. Everybody's got to feel included. He says, my son played the part of Keith. Who was Jesus's neighbor? And I'm like, what? Where is that in the Bible? Keith. Jesus's neighbor. I said, where, where was Keith then? He says, oh, Keith was in the stable and everything. I said, Keith was in the stable when Jesus was being born. Who has the neighbor around when they're having a baby? That is weird. That's a bit creepy, isn't it? It's like, well, the neighbor's round. Help, yeah, I'm having a baby. And here he is, Keith. I said, that is pretty unusual. I said, wow. Well, we, we have um, as you heard at the beginning, we've got two kids and Jordan, our oldest lad, when he was born, it was like really brilliant, two o'clock in the afternoon and it was all very calm. But when my daughter was born, she was born at three o'clock in the morning and it was all very quick, right? Jordan takes his time, nice and easy. Kezia, she comes to me, she's like, like, Tamsin was in bed next to me and then she turns to me and she says, I'm going to have a baby, Right? I'm like, oh, like, right, like now? Right now? She's like, we need to get into the car and go. We get into the car and I'm like really panicking because I need to get a bowl because she's being sick. Tamsin's being sick. So I get a bowl. Tamsin's got the bowl. Tamsin's been sick into the bowl. Far too much detail. People don't want to hear this, but I'm pressing on. And so we drive along and Tamsin is passing out every 15 or 20 seconds she's passing out it's the weirdest thing because we're driving to the hospital in the middle of the night and my wife is like chat 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 cha. oh, faints i'm like and tamsey what's happening then she comes around and then she's chat 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 cha, faints again it is freaky. She's thrown up in the bowl. It is a nightmare. We get to the hospital. And I'm like, oh, it's all locked up because it's the middle of the night. I'm like, tamsin, tamsin, you stay here. And I, was like, I take the bowl of sick. I've got a bowl of sick. I'm running around the car park. I find a door. I'm buzzing the door. A nurse comes. The nurse comes. I'm just, oh, my wife's having a baby. And she's like, sick. She's got the sick in the bowl. The nurse is going, yeah, yeah. That's, thank you. Thank you, sir. Where is your wife? I said, oh, yeah, she's in the car. She's like, maybe bring your wife next time rather than the ball, yeah? So we put the ball down and we go run into the car and the nurse is there and Tamzin's like, it's all pretty stressful and it's helping Tamsin out the car. And just as she's helping Tamsin out the car, the nurse turns to me and says, oh, uh, Mr. Ritchie, who's that in the back? I says, oh, that's Keith, my neighbor. He, uh, he's got to come. We always have neighbor around for the births. And uh I love Christmas because we love laughing, we love the nativity story. I, uh, I was in Barnsley, that's where I left college and I went to live in Barnsley. So I'm like Scottish, I went to college and then I'm, I'm working in Barnsley. I must have done something very badly wrong in my life. And when I was working in Barnsley, I was working in all the schools. And one of the things that um, I was asked to do was I was asked to go to 18, 18 nativity services. So that's 18 nativity plays. Now, a lot of you are sitting there thinking right now, that sounds lovely. I love children at Christmas. 18, yeah? That's what I'm saying to you, 18. 18. It's like, oh, man, once you've seen a few of little Mary with her cushion up her jumper going, ah, hiya, Mom, am Mary, yeah? Once you've seen that a few times, yeah, it starts to get old, yeah? But the 17th that I saw was the best one. Went to the school in Barnsley. This is Mark, we're really glad you're here. We've got a seat for you at the front. And we just need to tell you that the drama teacher is really glad that you're here because the drama teacher has really gone for it. And really told the kids to perform. Well, it was the best thing ever. Honestly, I've never seen a nativity play like it. Little Mary comes out. She's got a cushion under her jumper. And Joseph comes out. And Joseph's a bit nervous. And he's a bit like, oh, I am Joseph. And he's a bit nervous. And he's like, all the parents are there. I'm sitting on the front row. He's nervous. I am Joseph. And Mary, thinking to herself, I'm pretty sure the drama teacher told us to go for it. So I promise you, little Joseph's going, I am Joseph. And then the little girl, Mary, she just goes, Ah, it's coming! It's coming now! Well, this little kid, Joseph, he's like, Oh, it must be coming because she did not do that in the practices. He's like thinking, Oh! He's really panicking. You can see his face. Quick, we need to get this dealt with. She's like, Ah! He's horrible. So they get to the innkeeper, and there's this little, they're banging on the door. This little innkeeper, this little lad from Barnsley, he's about seven years old. He comes, he's whistling. He goes, oh, hi, I'm the innkeeper. The little lad, Joseph. Joseph's like, honestly, we we need somewhere to stay. She's going to have a baby. She's going to have a baby. The innkeeper looks at her, and then Mary thinks, we need to keep this energy up. So she's like, Aah! The little innkeeper, the little innkeeper just looks at her and says, listen, my teacher's told me there's no room, but I'm sure we can find you somewhere. It's like,
0: wow,
1: I was literally wetting my pants on the front row. It's like, they have just changed the Bible, yeah? Absolutely brilliant. And then a teacher comes into the side and is shouting at the side. And the innkeeper went, apparently there is definitely no room at the inn." <laughs> back on track, back into the Bible. But you know this amazing story that we've been reading about today in this wonderful Nativity story, fantastic. And then um, when my little lad Jordan was little, we decided to get him some uh, goalposts and a football for Christmas. And we got all these other presents that we put under the tree. And on Christmas Eve, I was out there in the snow putting putting up the goalposts and the football. And then what happened is, is that my little boy, he was re- I'll never forget it, he got his little kind of dressing gown on. He comes running down at Christmas, and he sees all these toys and presents under the tree. And I'm like, oh, Jordan, it's better than that, right? Come and have a look at this outside. And we open up the back door, and there in the garden is his goalposts and his football. And I'll never forget my little boy just going, I... Do not want that. It's like, oh. I was like, maybe you want this. And it's like, I was like, oh, really upset. And of course, then he runs to the tree and he's opening it. But you know those words, I do not want that. A little kid's been given a gift and he's like, I don't want that. And it's really fascinating because the story of Christmas is exactly that. The Bible in John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his son. He gave his son. That he had this gift that he gave. And the world said, We do not want that. In fact, the Bible says that Jesus grew up. And that the people at that time, they did not want this Jesus. This Jesus that was healing people. This Jesus that was talking about love your enemy. This Jesus that was like saying, like, we need to look after the poor and the broken. And the people at that time were like, we do not want that. This gift that God has given, we do not want it. They wanted a revolutionary leader, they wanted someone who would overthrow the government and lead the people against, against the oppressors. They did not want this Jesus. And some of you who've seen it in the Bible or maybe you've seen it in a film or read it in a book will know that they said, we do not want that. And they pinned Jesus to a cross. They hung him on a tree. We do not want that. That is not the gift that we want. And you know, here we are now in 2018 and it's like God gave this gift Jesus. And we're here and we're like, what is it? Have you ever been given a gift and you've not really understood what it is? My family really laugh at me because I'm rubbish at the fake gift open face. You know how some of you are brilliant at it. You're like, oh, I'm like, oh, what is it? What actually is it? I don't know what that is. What does that do? And you know, that is so true for many of us. We know that God gave the gift of Jesus. But what is it? What is this? What did God give us? God so loved the world that he gave his son. But what does that change for my life today? How does that help me with my money? How does that help me at uni? How does that help me live my life this week? God gave his son. I don't get what the gift is. But you see, the Bible says that God gave this gift as a bridge between God and man. That Jesus came and he died on the cross, a bit like a drawbridge coming down. Jesus died on the cross so that we could come through the bridge into the arms of God. God gave Jesus as a gift. You see, so many people, imagine a castle that's warm and beautiful and lovely on the inside. And the weather's harsh on the outside. And there's just no way into this castle. But God, he says, I want all of you to enjoy what is in here. So Jesus died on the cross. Boom. And as he died on the cross, a way was made possible for us to enter into the arms of God. He made a way possible for everyone. God's gift of Jesus was a bridge between you and God. Probably one of the most um, poignant and kind of uh, interesting images of a bridge at the moment is a a TV show that none of you are watching. I understand. Um, I'm not watching it either, but some people out there are watching it. And it's called I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. And uh, none of us in the room are watching it. I get it, but somebody is. And you know that famous image of a bridge where somebody's been out and kind of done all the stuff and they're out there in the the jungle doing all their bits and pieces and then they get kind of this opportunity to come through the bridge and the fireworks are all shooting off and there at the end of the bridge is, is their loved one. And you know the truth is is that God gave his son Jesus and Jesus died on the cross and we come through that bridge and God God is there waiting. He, he's looking for you. He, he's longing to embrace you. I, I love what Vincent was saying a little minute or two ago about being found in the arms of God. It's like, wow. He said, is it God is looking for me. That I'm coming through the bridge called Jesus and, and God's there. He's not rejecting me. He's not pushing me away. He's not judging you and calling you terrible and calling you an ugly sinner. God is there with his arms open wide and he is wanting to embrace you. And that wow, this gift that God has given called Jesus means that we can come into the arms of God. I don't know what's going on with you today. I I know that there'll be people here and we all look amazing on the outside, but... Some of us have got bruises. Some of us have got stuff going on. Some of us have got things that we're struggling with. And although everything looks fine on this great Christmas festive spirit, some of us are are, are struggling. And here's this Scottish guy here to tell you that there's a God who's got his arms open wide, that he's looking for you. He's longing for you to run into his arms and be found in his arms. You know, as we finish, and we're going to be wrapping up and we've got some great stuff at the end tonight. But before we get into that, I just want to take a moment. I want us to take this moment in this Christmas service. And what I'm going to ask us to do is that in a couple of moments, I'm going to ask that maybe we could bow our head and close our eyes. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray a really simple prayer. You see, this morning when I was at home, I was was praying for these next couple of moments because, you see, many of us, we're, we're far from God, but there's an opportunity to come through this gift that God has given, the bridge called Jesus, and that we can be found in God's arms. And what I'm going to simply do is I'm going to pray a really short prayer. I'm going to ask that you pray after me. Don't say it out loud so people around can hear. But pray in your heart today. And then I'm going to say amen. And then as every head's bowed and every eye's closed, I'm going to ask us to keep our heads bowed for a couple more moments. And I'm going to say this, that I'm going to count to three. And on three, if you prayed that prayer, I'm going to ask you that you would slip up your hand. The reason why I'm going to ask you to slip up your hand is because I've brought some books with from me from, from Nottingham and I would really love for you to have one. And the team, they're going to put them into your hand. You just stick up your hand. Someone will put the book in your hand. You just take it and stick it under your chair. I want you to have that. But I don't want anyone tonight to miss this moment where you could actually just pray and say, God, I come through this gift called Jesus. There's Jesus, this gift that you gave so that I could come through the bridge of Jesus into the arms of God and I come. I wonder if we could just bow our head, close our eyes just for a moment. As every head's bowed, every eye's closed. Why don't you pray this prayer in your heart after me? A really simple prayer. This is it. Why don't you pray? Dear God, Thank you that you gave the gift of Jesus, this incredible bridge, that I could come through the bridge into your arms. I'm sorry for being distant. I'm sorry for my stuff. Thank you that you forgive me and that you receive me. I find myself in your arms. In Jesus' name, amen. As so every head stays bowed, every eye is closed. I'm going to count to three. And if you prayed that prayer, I want you to slip up your hand. The team will just quickly come, give you one of those books, stick it under your chair, and I'm going to be handing the service on to the guys. One, two, three. That's brilliant. That's really amazing. Just keep your hand up till someone slips it in. Maybe there are people that are feeling just a little bit nervous. Why don't you slip up your hand? There's people all over the room. Team, if you just look at me for a second, there's people at the front here. That's great. That's great. A few over there. That's really wonderful. That's really fantastic. Lord, thank you for people found in your arms. Thank you, Jesus, that you were willing to die on the cross to make it possible that we could find ourselves safe in your arms, God. We give you praise and thanks for this gift called Jesus in your powerful name. Amen. Amen. Well, listen, just before I hand back to the guys, what that is, is um, that you were handed, that book is the the Gospel of Mark. I was in Barnsley and somebody said, did you write it? And I was like, no, I didn't write it. It's part of the Bible, yeah? I know I'm old, but I'm not that old. And basically, at the front and at the back, you will see this little thing called questionmark.tv. Jump on your iPhone or whatever you've got and have a little look at the clips there and you'll see, I'll do a lot of fun and a lot of chat show stuff and you'll see it on there and find out more about what it means to be a Christian. Guys, you've been such a great crowd. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. so much Mark really appreciate that and if you did stick up your hand there if you responded today we as a church want to also just I guess be able to help you connect help you grow help you walk this journey because this is a journey of faith that Mark has been speaking about and so would you on this little card here there's a little box that says once you've filled out your details it says today I've decided to become a Christian and we'd love you just to tick that box and one of our team will be able to get in touch and help support you as you start this exciting journey. We're now going to sing our next carol. We've got two more coming up. Uh, and the next one is, "O Come All You Faithful. Would you stand with me, please?